This is the podcast of Christian Life Center, an Assemblies of God Church in Springfield, Massachusetts. For more information, visit our website at clc413.com. Let us pray. Lord, we open our ears to hear what your spirit has to say to us this morning. We pray that you would teach us. We pray that you would encourage us. And we pray that your word would breathe life into our spirits. We love you and we thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to share with you this morning from the lives of a few ladies that left a great impact. And the reason that they left a great impact was because of their ability to work through difficult situations. In our lives, there are oftentimes situations and circumstances that we don't plan for and that become difficult for us to walk through. But I'm so thankful that no matter where our journey goes, God has promised to be with us. And that is a great encouragement. The first person that I want to speak with you about is the mother of Moses. Moses came on the scene in a very difficult setting. In fact, it had been hundreds of years that God's people had been mistreated. They were brought to Egypt. They were well cared for in the beginning. Joseph had gone ahead of them. God had supernaturally prepared a way. In fact, they were given a good land to be able to be in in the beginning. And then leadership came in that did not know Joseph, and situations changed. Isn't it true that things can start a certain way, but they don't always continue that same way? And yet our God is never taken by surprise by unexpected turns of events as it relates to us. God is always in charge. He is faithful, and as He is faithful... He provides what is needed no matter what challenge the enemy brings our way. And so the scripture tells us in Exodus chapter 2 that a man and a woman from the tribe of Levi got married. The woman became pregnant, gave birth to a son, and she saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she got a basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch. She put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. God had plans for Moses. No doubt those plans unfolded. Not everything was made clear in the beginning. But we see here a woman who loved God and loved her child 
and was willing to trust God with her child. And so she hid him as long as she could, but then when she couldn't hide him any longer, she made a basket. She put little baby Moses into the basket and laid the basket among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. Now, can you imagine as a mother what it would be like caring for, loving your child, and yet in the middle of this wonderful season of life where you get to see your child grow into all of the different stages of life, that joy being cut short because you have to give your baby up, not at this moment to a person, but rather to simply place your child in a river. In the natural, there's a sense of hopelessness. There's a sense that this child may not survive. But it says that she put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. The baby's sister then stood at a distance watching to see what would happen to him. And so Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe in the river and her attendants walked along the riverbank. When the princess saw that the basket among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it for her. When the princess opened it, she saw the baby. The little boy was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This must be one of the Hebrew children, she said. Then the baby's sister approached the princess. Should I go and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you, she asked. Yes, do, the princess replied. So the girl went and called of all the baby's mother. God has a wonderful way of working in even the greatest challenging circumstances. The baby Moses' sister was watching to see what would happen. And God used Moses' sister to be influential in connecting Moses' mother back with her own son. In this whole process, God's hand was sovereignly working because God knew that he had set Moses apart to one day stand before Pharaoh and to say, I'm getting my people out of here. But for that to happen, there had to be a process and oftentimes, what God does has to go through the test of death. And essentially, this process of allowing her child to be left in the river, who knows what would have happened to this child, was essentially saying, I, relinquished my, I relinquish my control I relinquish my ability to direct the life of this child. Now, that's very difficult because God has entrusted our children to us to help direct their lives. And yet, in this specific instance, because of the circumstances, she placed her child in the basket 
and essentially allowed God to take over. Some of you in this room, you love your children deeply. And God has given you the responsibility to guide and direct their lives. But you need to listen carefully that there's only so much that you can do. God can do more than you can do. And it's very important that you remember that because it takes off of your shoulder some of the pressure and the stress. The truth is, is that Moses' mother would not be able in her own power to direct the life of her son to the point where he would end up having a burning bush experience with the Almighty God. Only God could do that. There's so much of your mothering that happens in the prayer closet. All of the daily things you do, shuttling here and there, cooking and cleaning and all of the wonderful practical things that you involve yourself in, God will reward you for your diligent love and labor. But you need to know this morning that what your hands and your physical body and your mind can do are limited when it comes to your child reaching their full potential. Your child reaching their full potential is not 100% dependent upon you. Yes, you have a critical role to play, but it's very important that you come to the point where you place your child in the basket and say, God, I give my child to you. And I relinquish my control. I've seen situations where there are parents whose children are way beyond adulthood that the parent is still directing that child every baby step along the way. And the truth is, is that there has to be a letting go. God has not given us our children to hold on to them forever. But there is a time when they are going to be on their own, and they need to be able to grow into that. The sooner that you and I come to the point in our spirit where we relinquish our children to the Lord, even when they're in our house, there will be a dependence upon God on the everyday affairs of life so that we don't take upon ourselves the full responsibility of trying to think that that child's destiny is within our hands, because ultimately it's not. It's in the hands of the Lord. So regarding Moses' mother, Moses' Moses's mother was willing to place him in God's hands and then God, in such a beautiful way, through Moses' sister, speaking to the princess, shall I go and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby? Why, yes, please. The girl goes and gets Moses' mom, and, and Moses' mother 
would end up nursing Moses, her own child, for money because she would be paid to mother her own son. That's the turn of events from the Lord. Later, when the boy was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter, listen closely, who adopted him as her own son. And the princess named him Moses, for she explained, I lifted him out of the water. Now, as a mother, think for a moment. One of the privileges we get is to name our children. We give them a name with some significance, sometimes tied to family, other times tied to something significant that God has placed in our heart. But look at Moses. He was named by an Egyptian, saying, I lifted him out of the water. In addition, after the mother had bonded very, very well with her son, when he gets older, she takes him back to the princess, Pharaoh's daughter, and then he's adopted by Pharaoh's daughter. There's no indication here that Moses' mother wanted to get rid of him. She loved her son. But can you imagine the painful process of losing him to the river for that period of time? Then she got him back, and then she takes him back to the palace, and now he gets adopted as the princess's son. See, in all of this, God was at work. And she, the mother, had to have a willingness to surrender. Say, God, I entrust Moses into your care. Sometimes when we hold on too tightly, we are actually not allowing God to fulfill his plan and purpose for our children. So here's the main point. Love your children enough to allow God to direct their steps and don't hold on to them too tightly because God cares for your children even more than you do. The next thing I want to share with you is from the life of Hannah. Hannah went through a very difficult time she would pray to the Lord and say, Lord, I would like a child. Her husband, Alcanah, had another wife named Peninnah. Peninnah had children. Hannah did not. Well, not only was it difficult that she didn't have children, but it didn't help the fact at all that her husband's other wife would keep rubbing it in her face. In fact, it says in verse 7 of 1 Samuel chapter 1, it says that year after year, it was the same. Peninnah would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle. Each time, Hannah would be reduced to tears and would not even eat. Well, can you imagine the feeling 
if, a, if you couldn't have children, and then you have someone who is sharing the love of your husband, rubbing it in your face all the time. It says year after year, it was the same. And so, God heard Hannah's cry. She cried out to him and said, I desire to have children. The Lord answered, and she made a promise to the Lord, and she said, Lord, when you give me a child, I will give him back to you. This is in connection with my first point. Do you see how Hannah was willing to hold her son with an open hand? To hold her son with an open hand. So for a lot of his years of growing up, just like Moses' mother, she would not see all of those changes and all of those joys she missed. But yet in the middle of it all, she was allowing God to use her son. Hannah went through a period of time where she couldn't have any children. And going through that period of time is very difficult. But here's one thing that all of us need to remember. God is the giver of life. God is the giver of life. And in the midst of what might seem like a circumstance where birth can't happen... The same God who created the universe is able to change that in a moment. I remember sitting in my office at South Attleboro Assembly of God when I was working as associate pastor there. And this couple, whom we, I, we, my wife and I had gotten to know, and we sat in the office. They were not able to have any children. And we prayed to the Lord. We said, Lord, you who opened the womb, would you open the womb? of this precious lady, and may this couple be able to have a child. The Lord answered the prayer, and God blessed them with a baby boy. God is faithful. Remember when I was at Vineyard Assembly of God on the island of Martha's Vineyard, and there was a couple there who were missionaries, and they also could not have children. And we joined together in the same prayer. Lord, you who opened the womb, would you open the womb of this precious lady and would you bless this couple with a child? And the Lord opened her womb and they also were blessed with a child, even though in the natural, it was not possible. There's another couple still at Vineyard Assembly of God whom we prayed the same prayer for in believing God for a miracle. We haven't seen that miracle yet, but I'm believing God for it because God is able. And I'm here to tell every single one of you ladies in this room, if you're married and you are believing God for a child, I want to encourage you, do not give up. Children are a gift from God. He is the source of that child. 
Your body is just a carrier. But he is the one who creates. In Psalm 139, as Sherry shared this morning, it is God who knits us together in our mother's womb. He takes our soul and he knits it right together with every fiber of our body and our mind. And so while we're on this earth, we're so perfectly connected. Even though this body is very much separate from our soul. For when we leave this earth, our spirit, our soul goes to be with God. Our body stays here. But for the time that we're here, it's all knit together. But ladies, it is God who does that. There may be some of you in this room, and you've been asking God for a child. Maybe that's the desire of your heart, and up till today, that has not been naturally possible. Which brings me to the next person. The scripture tells us in the book of Genesis, verse or chapter 16, it says, Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had not been able to bear children for him, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, The Lord has prevented me from having children. The Lord has prevented me from having children. Sometimes it can be very difficult in trying to assess why the circumstances are the way they are. And sometimes we as human beings can begin to blame ourselves and say, is it something I did wrong? Maybe, maybe even there's something that is hidden that I don't know about that is keeping me from having a child. I want to just carry that over for a moment. Do you remember the story of the man who was born blind? Jesus healed his eyes. But before that, the disciples were talking about this man who was born blind. And the question was, who sinned? Was it him or was it his parents? Because we got to get to the bottom of this. And Jesus responded and said, neither his sin nor his parents' sin. But this happened so that God would be glorified. Now, I just want to turn your attention for a moment. Instead of constantly over and over, whether it's Mother's Day or otherwise, assessing your situation in light of yourself, turn to the creator of the universe who created everything out of nothing and know that there is nothing that is too hard for him. After all, he is the one who is the giver of children. And ultimately, God wants to be glorified. So, Sarah couldn't have children because it says the Lord had prevented her from having children. Now, I believe that God is in the middle of all these things. And there are times and seasons for things. God knew exactly what he had in mind for Abraham. Sarah thought, man, my years are up. 
I'm not having any children. So we're going to go with, you got a promise from God. He said, you're going to be the father of many nations. I really wish I could be in on that, but it's obvious I'm not. So here, have Hagar. Abraham comes to God after Hagar gets pregnant with Ishmael. And he says, God, would you let your promised blessing rest upon Ishmael? And God says, I will bless Ishmael, but not with the promise that I gave to you. Because my promise still stands. Oh, I know how old your wife is. I know what's going on in her womb. I understand because I made her. And Abraham, you watch and see what I'm going to do. And then he says, this time next year, you're going to have a child. And when God says something, you watch. It always happens. And what happened? A lady who was not able to have children, all of a sudden, because of the touch of the Almighty God, had a child. And what happened? God received the glory. God received even more glory than if it would have happened in the normal way. Because all across this globe, over and over, the story of Sarah has been told. And many have been encouraged and God has been glorified because not only did God come through in the normal turn of events when she was in her younger years, and God can do that too, but what an amazing spotlight it puts on the power of the Almighty God when after the season is done in the natural realm, God says, I am still the God of life. And what you thought was done for, I say, we're not finished yet. And for you in this room who feel like your dreams have died, I want to tell you by the power of the Holy Spirit, your dreams that God has put within you can be brought back to life for the glory of God. And I want you to walk out of this place with your shoulders held high, knowing that you are a daughter of the King of Kings. And there is not one thing that God cannot do for you. And instead of trying to find where the blame is for how this didn't go or whatever, it's more important that you turn to God and say, God, I place this desire for a child in your hands. May not necessarily be a literal child. There may be things that God has birthed in your spirit that you feel have died a long time ago. Visions that God placed in your heart about something He's calling you to do. And you look at your life now and you go, man, that does not match up at all. And if God can do it in the natural realm, He can do it in the supernatural realm. You need to understand that whatever God puts in your heart, He will fulfill. And so... <coughs> Excuse me. If God has called you to some area of service for his kingdom, he will complete what he has done, what he has started, because that's the kind of God that he is. He is faithful. I want to take another look at a lady 
who was not able to have children. And this is Elizabeth. Elizabeth was not able to have children. And the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 1, verse 7, that Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very old. We've gone over this story together before. An angel shows up, and the angel speaks to Zechariah, says that he's going to have this child, and he answers and says, I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. Well, it just makes sense to concern yourself with years because normally when you're really old, there are challenges. There are challenges. But the God who breathes life also deals with all that is involved with having a child. And so Zechariah and Elizabeth were blessed with a child who would prepare the way of the Lord. And the Bible says this, that the angel spoke and said, I stand in the very presence of God, I am Gabriel, and it was he who sent me to bring you this good news. And then he talks about how Zechariah wasn't believing and that he would lose his ability to speak until the child was born. He says, for my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. And when Zechariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home. Soon afterward, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. I'm going to wrap it up with this. There are many of you in this room, and I'll include the men in this as well. God has, God has wanted to birth something in and through you. But there has been a period of time where you feel like, man, the years of my prime are over. If I was going to be useful to God, it was back when. Because now, these are my physical limitations, these are my mental limitations, these are my this, my that, and the other thing. God says to you, there is no limit to what he can do. And if you are willing to believe him, he will fulfill his plan for your life. Ladies in this room, God cares about you. He loves you very much. Some of you may deal with the grief of losing a child, maybe even a miscarriage. Or maybe a child that was born and then passed away. My prayer for you this morning is that the healing salve from heaven will be ministered to your heart. And one thing about pain is, is that unless it is brought to the cross, that pain will be constant and it will keep coming back in a very strong way. Now, that's not to say that we fully get over it to where we just forget because we love, we care, we don't forget. But the Lord knows how to heal so that that pain doesn't have to be so intense. And I want to say to you this morning, if you're in this place and you have pain in your heart, pray through the pain.
pray through the pain and bring it to the altar and say, God, I bring every bit of the pain in my heart. Maybe you have children, but those children maybe aren't even in communication with you. Maybe they are, but they've taken a path that you would have never encouraged them to take. God is able to intervene. Wherever you are in your season of motherhood or your season of womanhood, as you cry out to God, there is nothing that is too hard for Him. And I also want you to know, ladies, that if you have made mistakes in the past, maybe you're in this room and you took the step of even having an abortion. I want you to know that God desires to forgive you and He wants to heal you of that pain too. God loves you and His desire is for restoration. And the only hope we have is in Him. And so don't think that you're going to think through this pain enough to where it'll go away. You've got to bring it to Jesus, and you've got to lay it down before Him. So here's the way we're going to close this morning, because I truly sense in my spirit that God wants every woman in this place to walk out having had a divine appointment with the best doctor that there is. He cares about the whole package of who you are. And here's what we're going to do. As we close this time out, I'm going to ask all of us to close ourselves in with the Lord and then specifically ladies this morning. Just ladies. God cares about everybody. But God also does specific ministry. And so this morning, it's for the ladies. And I'm, this is my invitation. I'm going to explain it clearly, and then I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to work if you're in this place. And if you have pain in your heart, it doesn't matter what that pain is from. But if there is anything in your heart that you would say, God, I bring this before you. I cry out to you on behalf of this matter. And I've brought up many different things. Any of those issues that you're dealing with this morning, your heavenly Father loves you dearly. And he wants to customize the ministry of his Holy Spirit to you today. And so here's what I want to invite you to do. I want to invite you to come to this altar. No matter how small or how large the pain, God is able. God never pushes away your pain. He loves you. He'll walk with you through it, and he'll bring healing to your heart. So this is what the invitation is for, is for you to simply come and bring your pain and to lay it at the foot of the cross and to say, God, I surrender my desire for this. I surrender my pain about this. I give it to you right now. I know that you're the one who can heal me. Today may be a joyful day. Uh, maybe there's a part of, the, of today that actually is really hard for you. 
would you allow the one who created you in your mother's womb to minister to your heart today? Because he knows how to do it. So this invitation is specifically for the ladies. Now we're going to get to that in a moment. But before we do that, if you're in this room today and you are not ready for heaven, God wants to adopt you today into his family through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus came so that you would be welcomed into a family. Yes, God cares about you, but did you know he also wants to care for you through his people? I remember many years ago, I was going through a difficult time. My father had passed away. My mother was going through some challenges. And the pastor of the church that I was in invited up older couples who wanted to spiritually invest in the lives of those who needed some good godly parents. And, he, and the pastor said, if you're looking to be adopted today, would you come to one of these couples up here? And I went forward that day. I connected with a very beautiful couple named Michael and Paula Fennell. Michael has since gone on to be with the Lord. But that couple loved me, prayed for me, cared for me, and have blessed my life ever since. There have been many others who have invested in my life, but they were very specific. Friends, when you know Christ, you're welcomed into a family where you can actually get practical blessings, and it's not all just talk. So if you're here today, God wants to heal your heart. He wants to place your name in the book of life. And if you're not ready for heaven yet, you can walk out of here prepared. The Bible says with our heart we believe and with our mouth we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So in this room this morning, if there's anyone present who would like to take that step of faith and say, I decide to live my life for Jesus, I want to ask that my sins be forgiven and my name be written in the book of life. If that's you, before we get to our focus on the healing of the Lord in the hearts of every lady in this room, I'm going to ask if you don't know Christ and you want to make that decision this morning, right where you are, would you just simply stand to your feet as a declaration of faith to say, I want to make that decision today? If that's you, would you please stand? And I would be delighted to pray with you this morning. Holy Spirit, touch every heart and may each person know how dearly loved they are by you today. Is there anyone? God bless you, my friend. Is there anyone else this morning? 
I never rush past this part because it's why Jesus suffered so much. He loves you dearly. Lord Jesus, I thank you for my sister. Lord, she has stood before to make this declaration and I stand with her in a rededication of her heart to you. I bless her this morning in your name. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would do a supernatural work in her, that she would be able to walk with a full confidence that she is loved by you and as she walks in obedience to you and honors you, Lord, by keeping your commands, May she experience your manifest presence in her life. I pray that you would touch her body, touch her mind, touch her spirit. I pray that you would bless her in a special way. And may she walk fully committed to follow you every single day. Lord, I bless her today. And I pray that she will remain faithful to the end in her walk with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And now the Lord desires to minister to your hearts, ladies. And so if there is, whether large or small, any pain that you would like to bring to the cross and say, Lord, I'd like you to minister to me in this area. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You're amongst friends here. And so as you come before the Lord, God is able to work because he loves you and he cares for you. And so this is an open invitation for you to be able to come before we leave this place and allow the Spirit of God to minister to you today. So would you please come at this time? As you're at the altar, would you just commune with the Lord and between you and Him, would you open your heart to Him and allow His Holy Spirit to minister to you? I've asked Phyllis and Grace, who both have served the Lord many years, and have walked this journey, no doubt through many twists and turns. I've asked them to pray for every single one of you ladies who are here this morning. And as each of them pray, may the Spirit of the Lord touch and minister to you. So first, Phyllis, I'm going to ask you to pray. And then when you're done, if you'd be so kind to hand it over to Grace. And then she's going to pray. Thank you so much. Let us pray together. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I lift up all these beautiful ladies that have come forward. You know, Lord, the pain that they have been going through. And Lord, I ask you to remove it from their heart, the spirit, and the soul, that when they leave out of here, they will feel beautiful and sweet and kind and happy and their hearts lifted from the pains that they have gone through. Lord, we thank you that you are a burden bearer yes, and that God. we come before you 
And oh Lord, just let them know how much you love them. Yes, Lord. And I give this to my sister. God, I know you are the best. Mm -hmm. Father God, bless this lady. Take all the blessings they got, Father God. Clean them the special way, Father God. Bless him the special way, Father God. When they get out of this temple, Father God, they come out brand new. Brand new, Father God. But only you can do it, yes, Father God. Lord. I ask you, Father God, bless them. Bless them, Father God. Bless them the special way, Father God. Because you know what they're going through, Father yes, God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. And Father, every hope that has been dashed, every situation that seems like it's impossible, right now we take a step to say, Lord, we believe that no matter how things look, you can change it in an instant. And so, Father, from uh, all the way to the left side, my left over here, all the way to my right, I pray your richest blessing on every single lady. God, you know every single pain, every hurt. You know every concern. You know everything, oh Lord, that would cause each one of these precious ladies uh, to maybe even be slow in their pace in life. But I pray that the joy of the Lord would be their strength so that where one day they were walking in first gear, that through the healing and the power of the Holy Spirit, they'll be able to move into second gear and to continue to move even into the third gear. Lord, that they'd be able to see that the wonderful things you have in store for them, Lord, are, are blessings even in spite of the pain and the problems and the difficulties. And I ask, oh Lord, that for their trouble, that they would be blessed and that they would experience your supernatural touch. I pray for healing in their emotions in the name of Jesus. I pray for healing in their bodies in the name of Jesus. I pray for healing in their relationships in the name of Jesus. And I pray that they will receive a word from you every single morning and that they'll be able to live on that daily manna. And I pray that as they walk out of this place today, that they will know that you are with them and that you are the creator and the sustainer of life. And I pray that your life will be breathed upon every single one of them. And God, whatever specific requests that they're making in response to their faith, may it be done for them. And may they see miracles happen that may seem naturally impossible, but with you, it says in Luke 137, nothing shall be impossible, for you are the God who can do all things. We love you. We thank you for hearing our prayer. We thank you that you are the healer of our hearts, and we, we bring our pain, and we leave it at the cross. We know that you have a way to minister to our hearts, and we receive the healing of the Holy Spirit. Ladies, would you be willing to receive? Because you've got to receive. In order for God to do this work, you've got to open your heart and your spirit and to receive. So that's up to you now. I'm just asking you the question. Are you willing to receive 
the healing of the Holy Spirit. Some of these things, your husband can't do it for you. Your dad can't do it for you. Some of these things, your kids can't do for you. And you may be trying to heal, get healing from them, but they can't do it. So you've got to bring it to the Lord and allow Him to do it. So would you please now receive what the Lord has for you that no one else can do? No one else. Pain meds can't do it. It can numb certain things, but it can't heal the source and the root. Only the Spirit of God can do that. So in your spirit, you don't have to necessarily say it out loud, but would you, would you just let the Lord know that you're willing to receive the healing of your heavenly Father because he cares for you so much. God, I pray for every person in this room. I ask God that all of us will honor our mothers the way that you desire us to. And if there are some in this room who are having a hard time doing that, would you give them grace and help them to step out of their comfort zone and just be obedient and to love, even if they're not getting love in return. Lord, for mothers in this room who may have strained relationship with their kids, God, may the same be the case. May they reach out in love for their kids and may those children be prompted by your Holy Spirit even now to reciprocate that love for the glory of God. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of you. And may you truly have a joy-filled Mother's Day today. God bless you all. Amen.